Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jordan, and on this episode, we're talking about the annual review, how to run your own annual review. So yes, this episode was recorded from January 1 of this year. So yes, it's a little bit delayed, but I want to kind of give you guys a little bit of a forewarning or just... Eh, you know, just a little bit of a heads up. Some of the content of this episode is a little bit more mm, inclined to be visual or kind of a better way to say it. You're probably better off watching the YouTube video if you want to see how I go through the Notion template, how I fill it out. Uh, and probably in this podcast, you'll hear me like mentally calculating things. That's just all from the live stream. Um, so I'm leaving the YouTube link in the show notes if you want to hop on over there to listen. But if not, if you're just more like I don't want to rock here on the podcast, that is totally fine. 85 to 90% of the content that I put inside this episode, you don't need to see it. You just need to listen, sit back, and get ready to have an awesome year this year. And turns out you don't have to have, uh, it turns out you don't have to wait till January 1 to run an annual review. You could do it right now in March or in April or in May or in September, whenever you want to do it. So, Hope you guys enjoy. This is how to run an annual review. Welcome to the show. My name is Jordan P. Anderson, and thank you for watching. On today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit today about how to run a yearly review. I thought this was timely. I thought this made the most sense today. Uh, it is the start of the new year. So, you know, we all have a little bit of downtime before we got to go back to the office, before we got to get back to actual work. Um, and this is a good chance. I usually do this uh, on the day of the new year, January 1st. Um, this, what we're about to go over, takes, I want to say it takes about, you want to set aside at least three hours of attention. You don't have to all do it in one sitting. I recommend you do it in one sitting. But all this that we're about to do takes about three, eh, about three to four hours. Depends on if you do it with, with a partner or by yourself. Um, let's get started. So I want to share with you a kind of like greatest hits list of, um, kind of yearly reviews. It's not, this isn't something that's new. This is, you know, yearly reviews, annual reviews. Um, let me kind of give you a sense of like what I do and what the kind of system that I work in. And then we're going to go jump right into notion and go through everything. All right. Yearly review plans. Here's a quote. Plans are worthless, but planning is essential. And that was General and President Dwight D. Eisenhower said that. And that makes perfect sense. We're going to make a plan. I think the biggest problem with what we have with goals and yearly stuff is that, or the habits, they all, everything kind of falls off by the wayside. It all, like, everything falls, like, it, it, we all know this. It's January. I I go to the gym. I, I like to work out. And during this time, I do not go to the gym because I know that every, sorry, every loser goes to the gym in January ready to change their life and get fit and and try out this new machine and there's just a shitload of people at the gym and like this is I see it's I see through all of this and I'll and then I start showing up in the gym in February and everybody dips down. So it helps to be aware of that that you're going to do an annual review, you're gonna make some cool goals, you're gonna set up some nice fun habits that you think you're gonna change and it's not gonna happen. But you gotta have a positive outlook. We have to we have to really believe that we can do this. We have to, um, and how I've kind of set up this yearly review that there are a lot of in-depth questions with this. It's not just what do you want to do, it's what do you want to do and why. And that's going to be a recurring theme because we cannot do anything. What is the point without a reason? 
especially in your business. And this is also, I should preface this. This review is aimed at your business, aimed at your small business. So if you're a creative entrepreneur, photographer, videographer, this is probably for you. And now let's go into Notion. And again, if you haven't, if this is the year you've thought about starting Notion or getting into Notion, this is the year. Get into Notion. This will change your life. This will organize your life. This is, it's not a cure-all, but it's pretty damn close. So, your yearly review. So, our, our we'll go through all these categories. So, it's pillar audits, self-diagnosis, uh, yearly goals, personal development, and then your game plan. So, we're going to go through one at a time. Um, and I promise you by the end of this, I will have a template ready so that if you're watching this video in a couple days, not the not this live stream, this template, ow, just put myself in the eye, this will all be available. So let's get into a pillar audit. So I've talked about pillars before. Pillars are the, they are not goals. They are not measurable goals. These are the things that just categorize your life. So health, fitness, family, um, relationships, career, money, uh, sales, marketing, content creation, Whatever you can think of that applies to your life, that is what your life is about. So, um, in and this is just a template example. I'm not going to fill any of this out. I just want to walk through this stuff to give you guys a sense of what it is. So, how you do the pillar audit is you come in here and one is totally unfulfilled and five is completely unfulfilled. So you, it, I would say, start with these categories. You can add more if you'd like. But these are the kind of, I think, a pretty roundabout make everything about, you know, this is, this is pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think there's any gaps in here. Um, emotional well-being, health and fitness, friends, community, money and finances, love and relationships, career, family, creativity and adventure. And I recommend they, I, I did this with my wife two years ago and this was great. Her and I both did our own reviews and we did them together out loud. We had like, had like the giant post-it notes in the, on the wall and we we're kind of going over it and every, and like each, okay, where are we here? Where are we with, all right, we're at a, we're at a three with money next year. I think we want to be at a four or, uh, and you kind of evaluate, okay, like, all right, COVID, well, we didn't really make any new friends here this year in COVID. So maybe that's a, something that we want to achieve for in 2021. It, it's like, this is a chance for you to say, okay, I am, I'm pretty good. He, I'm pretty good here. Feel good here. You know, and you start to go like, okay, here's, you know, here's some things that need improvement. Here's good. We're all good. We're all, and it's like, and I even put a note section here so you can go in and say emotional well-being. Why are you a five? I feel great all the time. So that's your pillar audit, and once you're done with that, we're then going to move on to our self-diagnosis. So before we set our goals, before we like make any big plans, it really helps that we kind of have some inner perspective. And it and if you're doing with this with a partner, they can even give you some outside perspective. But we, it's like why or you know, if you have a map and you're trying to go somewhere. Yes, you can choose a destination, but if you do not know where you are on that map, then how can you expect to make a route that will get you to that destination? Are you on the bottom of the map? Are you at the north end of the map, the top, middle of the map? 
If you don't know where you are, then how do you know where you're going to go? So, this is why we do a self-diagnosis. Because we are doctors. So, self-diagnosis. What this this first question is just to get your brain thinking because sometimes when I say like tell me about a success this year you go uh I don't know so this first question what has happened major events for you in 2020 and just list out everything I got this this happened here I closed this project opened up this started doing this uh, I lost this it's like just go through everything wins and fails accomplishments disappointments. Every single thing, or or not, or just neutral things. Just this happened. I, you know, I got, uh, we got this. It's just whatever. You know, started live streaming. Who cares? So you put all that, and that's this again. This is just to get the the kind of wheels turning. So then we say, what is your big biggest win? I'm not gonna put your biggest disappointment here because I, it's like I am aimed at optimism and aimed at positivity in this review. Um. There are going to be sections in here for negativity or for, like, things I did not like, but I don't want to say, like, what was your biggest failure or, like, because we can talk about our failures, we can talk about our biggest disappointments or what made us the saddest or angriest this year, but what, unless we're going to make something constructive out of this, there's no, I say don't, I say, not to say avoid your problems, but just, like, if it has if it doesn't have any larger implications like my grandpa died then it's like it needs to like find a positive we need to find something positive out of it so that's why i say just i'm not going to put biggest fails biggest wins what was your biggest win this happened to me i closed this deal i landed this project i got a new camera whatever what has been working so this is to start to think about what has been working and why what is this? These are the things that you are presently doing, or have been doing, or did in 2020 that you saw had some positive results. You're starting to see some traction. Maybe you're starting a new social media account. Maybe for me, like I started my daily email list, and it's like, okay, um, it's like this is this has been working. Uh, I could change some of these things in the daily email, this, and start to kind of like, why why do we think it's working? And like, you kind of need to make a judgment, like. Why did this YouTube video get a hundred views or get a thousand views? And why did this video only get five views? Or why did no I posted these types of Instagram photos? This has been working. Why do I think it's working? It's working because I believe this. Or this is the data, what the data tells me. Or even in general, it doesn't even have to be like social media. It can be like, uh, what has been working uh in my life? Uh I you know, I seem when I wake up and I do yoga. That seems to keep me motivated all day long and keeps me like loose and ready to go. Like it's things like that. What has been working? Um, so what, and then the next question, what has not been working and why? And these are like, okay, you're putting a lot of effort into this. Maybe you try to open up a social media, maybe try a new TikTok account and you just have been, you've done like a hundred posts and just nothing seems to be working. What has not been working? Okay. This has not been working. Why? Not to say that we need to stop doing it or not it's that's what i'm not necessarily saying we need to stop doing it but should we reconsider or okay i seem to you know whatever it is i i eat too much ice cream and i get a stomach ache so i gotta stop or like i drink on friday so i and i get a hangover on saturdays and i and saturdays are for doing productive things it's like whatever it ha whatever the scenario is in your life um write it down what has not been working what presently or 
and we'll get to habits, like what habits are you doing, but like things in your business that is working and is not working. Your favorite project. This is looking back at your favorite project and then starting to understand. And I want you to kind of like describe everything about it. Describe the client. Describe the type of work. Describe the payment. Describe the project link. Describe the genre of the project. And and then I want you to describe your least favorite project. So this is one of the negative aspects. Why was it your least favorite project? Was it? Be- and then list all those aspects to money. Uh, what was the conflict? Why were you frustrated? What was what was the major cause of stress? Um, same with favorite project, like what was the major cause of, or was it stressful? Because sometimes good projects are stressful, but in a good way, like they keep you on your toes, they keep you thinking. Um, least favorite projects, maybe they you weren't getting paid enough, or maybe the hours were too long, or maybe the client was rude. And I want you, and what this is going to do, these two things here, it's going to help you start to think about what kind of projects do I want to take in 2021 and why? And what kind of project do I want to start to avoid? Or projects that look like this usually end up like this. Or I usually do not like projects like this. And therefore, I am going to reconsider when it comes into my inbox. That's what I, this is. The, that's the purpose of these last two questions. What is it that I liked? What did I not like? Because the idea is in, in a perfect scenario in your business, you were trying to ad- Push yourself more towards projects that you do like, that inspire you, that keep you going, that fuel you, that kind of fuel your soul as well as your your bank account and your business uh, and start to avoid the things that cause you stress, that don't bring any money into the table, into the table, onto the table, um, like and start to recognize that, Pat, okay, when I'm the middleman, I don't usually have a fair shake at the projects, and that means I can't really charge what I deserve, or I don't get the respect I deserve, or I'm not really brought into the planning phase of the project. So any project that I'm kind of a middleman, I want to avoid. Oh, projects that I work directly with the client? Yeah, I like those. I'm able to charge more. I can make a better profit with it, and I can also solve bigger problems and feel like I've had a more of a bigger impact. It's thinking like that. These yearly goals are... Uh, from August Bradley's p- format, this is the kind of format that I use for kind of planning my year, planning my quarterly reviews, my weekly, monthly, and my also my projects. Um, value goals and measurable goals. Value goals, you have to remember, I think I talked about this in a video a while back, but value goals were the intangible, um, soulful goals that are hard to measure. And or, or maybe even immeasurable, like I want to be the best person on YouTube, I want to be the best photographer on Instagram, hard to kind of track that, or there's no real true ranking for that. Um, I want to be a leading expert in my field, or I want to be the go-to number one person when someone has this type of problem. Hard to kind of track, hard to, tra- hard to like put some data around that, um, but that is nevertheless a goal that we can achieve and we can start to strive for. So that is a value goal. So in the value goal, write everything you want, and you can only realistically focus on no more than two to four. If you try to get more, it's like you try to really stack up this year, like you're feeling really ambitious this year, or you got some time on your hands, and you're like, I can do a ton this year, or I have big plans this year. The reason I say try to focus on two to four is because that is, I think, the bandwidth, or a pro- a goal should be large enough so that it if you only chose two to three or four in an entire year, that it would take up a majority of your time for the entire year. So 
you make a list, you write it down. These are the goals I want to accomplish. What's the motivation here? Now we're talking like a little director. What's the motivation here? Because if we have the goal, we want to achieve the goal, we want to be the best in our field, we want to be the number one ranked person, we want to be the best photographer, the best wedding photographer in the state of Virginia, whatever the goal is, how big or small, what is the motivation here? Why? Because if we don't know why, then what is the point? There's ha There has to be a reason. There has to be some kind of motivation, and it can be money, family, like, hey, I want to, I want to do this specific goal because it will make my family happy or it will make me happy about myself, whatever. Whatever the motivation is, that's a, that's, that's, that's a direct question to you. Obstacles. What could possibly be in the way of achieving this goal or these goals? Is it money? Is it resources? Is it time? Is it people? Is it equipment? Is it knowledge? What is in the way of not being able to achieve the goal? Skills and knowledge I need. So now you're thinking, okay, here's the roadblocks. Here are the walls that we have to climb over. What ladder, tool, rope, shovels do I need to get over or under or around the wall? And this comes in the forms of skills, knowledge, education. Uh, and then the next one, people that can help me. This, I like, when I read this, this one I got from Rand Seagal, it's like, damn, I never even thought about that. It's like, I, I try to be as self-reliant and self-sufficient as possible. And I don't, that's not what I think of when I say I want to achieve this goal. Who can help me achieve this goal? But this is something that I want you guys to start implementing in your life, that it's okay to ask for help. It is okay to reach out to somebody and say, I want to be partners on this. I want to start a joint venture on this. I want you to be part of this program with me, or um, I want to go into business with you. Or I want to be partners with this. Like you, I realize you can go into business with people, but you don't have to have a business partnership. You can just have a joint venture say, hey, I have this one little project that I think we can do. You want to join me on this? Let's kind of work together. It happens all the time in the business world. It happens all the time in the small business world or even the medium-sized business world where two companies will work together, like an agency and a video production house or a photographer and a video production house. I've, I saw it happen all the time at when I was working at Baton Rouge that we'd have just kind of two joint ventures working together. Hey, we're both working on this same project. Let's kind of put it together, put our heads together, put our resources together and achieve the same goal and get paid for it. That is something... Uh, that you need to start thinking about when you're setting out your goals. Who can help me with this? Or, or it could be like, hey, I need my, I, I, I want to do couples yoga. I need my wife to help me do this. Or I want to join a gym. I need a fitness coach. I want a fitness trainer to help me. Or I need someone motivating me or whatever it is. So, so there it is. That's just my like end of thought, period. I should just, I just be like, period. Measurable goals. These are one step deeper from value goals. Measurable goals are everything you want. Again, only choose two to four. So value goals are different than measurable goals. And if this is immeasurable, a value goal, then a measurable goal is measurable. So only again, only choose two to four for the year. Why it matters. What's the motivation? The obstacle standing in your way the skills and knowledge that you need to acquire or achieve this goal, and then the people that can help you. 
It could be mentors. It can be family. It can be friends. It can be business people. It can be colleagues, business mentors, business coaches, whoever. Now let's go into personal development. So we've gotten kind of the pillars out of the way, the self-diagnosis. We kind of know what's going on in the world, our yearly goals. Now we can set some business goals. All right, now we're getting closer to the game plan. Let's let's take a let's let's take a personal break. Let's take a personal moment to talk about personal development. And I want you to fo- like this is no, we're not doing resolutions. We're not doing goals. Like we're not doing just like random arbitrary goals for personal development. What is this year's core focus? If you could only choose one thing that you want to do or change or add or subtract from your life, what is that focus? And try to, I say you can, you can choose multiple ones. You can, but you should only choose one. So like for me last year, I said no more alcohol. Gave it up, stopped drinking alcohol. It was nice in college, but just had to back away from it. Had to, it's, it's you know, it's, yeah, that was my goal. I said, I'm going to see if I can go an entire year without drinking. All the friendly social gatherings, everything was centered around alcohol. All the holidays centered around alcohol. Just like, nope, no more alcohol. I think it makes me a better person, sharper person. Not a better person, like morally. I don't care if you drink, 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 whatever. But that was my goal for the last year was to say, like, I'm going to give it up I'm gonna, and I'm going to try my best. And I got, I think it did pretty well. I slipped up. I think like less than 10 times the entire year and slip up meaning like had at least one drink. Um, and this year I think is going to be the same thing. No alcohol. See if I can go an entire year without it. Um, it's, it was a distraction. Makes me less good at this kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah. So whatever your goal is, yoga, breathing, running, jogging, uh, reading, knowledge, understanding, understanding myself, getting to know, my spouse again, like whatever your core focus, but I just want you to try to really focus on just one single thing, mantra, and try not to make it just like, try like make it broad, and but then I'll, we're going to start to distill down a game plan on the on the focus. So, skills to learn. This is I wanted to say education, and I wanted to write down like what online courses or what books you're going to read this year, but. I just wanted to go in general and just say the skill. Like these are the, and skills does not have to necessarily mean business. It could be, uh, something more broader. It could be in your life. I want to get better at, uh, I want to get, you know, for me, it could be like, I want to get better at cleaning the house. I want to get better at, um, working on this fitness technique or working on a better technique in weightlifting or skills I need to learn. I want to learn. More at, I want to get better at sales. I want to get better at funnels. I want to get better at managing money. I want to get better at lighting, photography, um, live streaming, uh, whatever. Like it's, and you can, this one I say go like whatever you want to learn, like cooking, like to make a huge list for this one because this is all the skills that you can, like marketing, content marketing, YouTube, like every, any kind of skill that you th- can think of. I want you to put here. Or like something you're curious about. I want to learn how to do. I want to learn how to play the piano. That's. I think that's going to be a year's this year's goal. Skills to learn, and then how you, how will you learn them? And that is more focused on what tools and resources, or kind of make. Because again, if we don't have a plan, how do we know how we're going to get there? So if you say skills, to say hey, I want to get better at, um, 
I want to get better at writing sales copy. I want to get better at being a salesperson and, and working in sales. Okay, I'm going. I got a book right here. Uh, all right, how will I learn? I just got this book right here, the the Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy. I'm going to read this book this month, and that's how I'm going to learn it. Some you could say it's an online course. You could say YouTube. You could say from a friend. Whatever is are the skills. How much time will it take to learn this skill? I put this question because it's it's. And it's hard to sometimes determine how long it's going to take, but I want I want there to be some kind of time pressure added to this because if it's just like I have a year to learn this, then we're not going to really put any pressure on ourselves. I'm going to learn how to do hand-drawn calligraphy with a, with an ink pen. It's like, okay, when are you going to learn that? How, how long will it take you to learn that? Oh, it could probably take me like a weekend to learn that. Okay, now we have two days. So you're saying you have two days to learn this. All right, put the pressure on and take two days to learn this. How long will it take me to learn sales and marketing? I don't know. Like if I, uh, how long will it take you to read this book? All right, maybe a, uh, a week and a half. I don't know. Ten days to read the book and fully absorb it. So, like, add some time pressure to it. We need to have a little bit. The the, the problem with habits. The problem with, um, the problem with these kind of goals. Like, I want to lose weight. I want to work out. I want to read more books. There's no time pressure added to it. So we just, it's just kind of. It's just kind of whatever kind of falls flat. That's why people. That's why people fall flat in January because they didn't say, "I'm going to go to the gym every single day," or "I'm going to." It's like you just have a random plan. You just need to have something with an added time pressure for ten minutes a day. I'm going to do this skill. I'm going to learn this skill. I'm going to work on this skill every single day. If I do it for ten minutes every single day for the next month, I think I'll have a good grasp on it. Skills to perfect. This is kind of thinking like, okay, what do you know or what do you think you're good at right now and that you're trying to perfect and why? So I think I'm good at YouTube and I'm trying to better perfect it. Like what, like I think I understand, like I have a 89, 90% of the knowledge I think of YouTube. And maybe that's just the, the point of knowledge that I'm in right now. Um, and I think that I want to learn that last 11% to really make everything kind of click on YouTube. That's the kind of skills I want to perfect. So what do you want to perfect? Habits to drop. This is again, this is one other point of negativity. Habits to drop. What are the things? Because if we're if we're gonna add anything to 2021, we have to leave some things behind. Let's kind of 2020, 2020, 2020 was a year of slip ups, a year of giving all ourselves a, a break. Um, and so we may have developed some bad habits this year and maybe the situations won't really change in 2021 or at least for, for the next couple months or we're not really going back to normal. So now we have to like, we all kind of had this mindset that we're like, okay, well, it's only temporary. So I'll just, whatever, I'll make something like I'll wear my pajamas all day long. I don't really care. And it's like, all right, well. Now, well, you don't really feel productive. You don't really, when you dress up in normal clothes, you kind of act a little more productive around the house because um, you're not like cozy comfy all the time. So maybe that's a habit we need to drop. We need to wake up in the morning and put on normal clothes so that we feel a little bit more productive during the day. It's just a random, random thought. But like, what habits do we want to drop in 2021? Leave it behind. And then also answer the question, why are these habits bringing you down? Okay. Uh, if I, dressed in pajamas all day long and I'm on Zoom calls and working from home, then I don't feel, I never really wake up or I never really feel productive when I put on a new clothes, fresh set of clothes, 
I'm like here, I'm awake, I'm alert. Um, again, we're art, we have to articulate this stuff. We cannot just say, I want to do this, I want to lose weight, I want to get stronger, I want to read 1,200, 1200 words a day. It's like, you just, why? 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 Answer why, and then move on. Great. All right, we are coming to the very end. Now it's the game plan. Oh, of course, I put right here, random ideas, just, you know, little things that don't quite fit. Hey, I want to do this. I want to invent this new thing. I want to write a song, whatever. It's like, all right, it doesn't exactly fit in a quarterly annual plan. So just drop it right there. All right, the game plan. First, let's start with, you're going to, I'll give you a whole kind of, it's, it's, not, it's not that much. Quarterly look at, but let's first start with the weekly allocation. So in the weekly allocations, I've kind of done a little formula here uh, on the on the left column, we obviously have the pillars or the things we want to work on. So it could be, you know, family, could be, I don't know, cooking, could be um, new habits, formation, whatever. Whatever new habit you're going to start, add it right there. Weekly allocation, this is kind of aimed at your business as well. And left columns is the title of the kind of core pillars that you have in your business that you want to focus on. The percentage of time, so you would add your number right here, and all the numbers have to add up to 100 because it's a percentage. Percent means 100 or out of 100. So all these had to add it to 100, and then it does a little doodad formula and kind of gives you how many hours per week you need to dedicate to each of these. I guess we can go even one step further. Um, okay, so you're going to say, you're going to take your marketing, like, how much do I want to spend? How much do I want to allocate towards working on sales, my fitness, education, product, content creation, marketing? You're like, okay, I want to, you know, 30% of the time I want to be working on marketing, so that, and I want to spend the other time, part of the time working on content creation. Okay, product development, let's spend like 15 times, and then I'll spend like 15% of that time, and then... All right, now we have to make a decision. What do we want to focus on more, education or fitness? All right, let's focus more on fitness than education. Oh, we can have five percent somewhere. All right, let's work on uh, let's work on sales a little bit more. There, now we have a hundred. And I said sixty-five hours per week, um, because there's one hundred and sixty-eight hours per per week. But let's say nine to ten of those is sleeping or doing sleep habit stuff, getting ready for bed, um, and then. Well, so I just kind of so I th I was like, okay, scratch that. If ten, so that's seventy hours. And then my math was like, I said, all right, let's say you work a forty-eight. Let's say you work a fifty-hour week in your small business. All right, that's fifty hours. And then let's say there are an additional two hours or an ex additional one hour per day. So I said, like, okay, that's if it's two hours per day, that's fourteen hours. Let's add just an extra hour, so that's fifteen. Fifteen plus. 50 that's 65 that's all i got 65 hours so you can you can change and adjust this and say hey all right i have i actually have 70 hours a week i want to dedicate to all this or i have 40 hours a week i want to dedicate to all this but if you're rocking on a 40 hour week then this will be your, your kind of outcome you would say okay marketing you need to spend 12 hours a week on that eight hours a week on this six six and you know even like okay eight hours that means i need to spend at least one day on it, or I need to spend, you know, you start to like, I'll just do like, just mental math right now, um, days worked, so you can say like, okay, that's like 1.5 day, that's one day, that's half a day, that's one day, that is 
point a quarter of a day, a quarter of a day. So, or even over here, like point four two hours, so like thirty minutes a day, a little over thirty minutes a day. Let's uh, let me do some calculation. Now we're getting into time. Times point four two. So yeah, twenty five minutes a day on fitness and education. That's not a bad ask. And then like one point seven five hours a day. It's just, you kind of break it down. Like if you were to spread out all this, or if you were to all work this in a single day. Like I'm going to spend all of Tuesday on sales funnels and optimization, or I'm going to spend all Monday or all of Friday working on solely on content creation. That's how you can look at it. Now let's move on to quarterly basis, quarterly projects. So I want to, again, this is, remember like what I said at the very beginning of the pro, of this whole live stream that I look at things from a quarterly basis, monthly basis, weekly basis, daily, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly. I yearly basis makes is nice. Uh, my premise with all this is is a yearly basis is nice, but I really like to look at things kind of in big chunks of quarters. So like, um, I I I have I have a love hate relationship with the quarterly uh, perspective, uh, especially coming from like corporate world. But um, this ha- helps you kind of like okay. I, another way I look at it is like I basically have ninety days to try to do this project. So what major project or projects do I want to accomplish in the first quarter? What targets do I want to hit? So you say, like, I want to uh, consistently live stream on YouTube. Okay, that's the major project. So YouTube live stream. That's that's what I want to do. YouTube live stream. Okay, so what would be a target? That's like, all right, now we have the value goal. What's the measurable goal? What's your target? Okay, I want to stream three times a week. So that's 12 a month. So 12 times, 12 times three is 36. I want to do at least 35 to 40 live streams in the quarter that's like kind of a target um you can put again you could put you can go one step further and say like okay obstacle what obstacles are you have in mind or that are going to be here and then you can go back and do the same thing that you did over here in your yearly goals skills i need to know people i need to ha- that can help me obstacles what's the motivation here you can do all that for your quarterly goals and these will kind of shift, and like you can even say, okay, if you go back and look at this, say, okay, what's your next year's goal? All right, well, this kind of got shifted over. This kind of got shifted over to quarterly, two, you know, second quarter, third quarter, and then uh, finally at the very bottom, your target revenue for twenty twenty one. How much money do you want to make? And if you break down that number, then you can say, okay, if I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. That's a, and that's something I've like tried to articulate in the live streams. I want to make I'm going to try to make $100,000 this year. Or maybe not this year. It's like this is what's been so weird to articulate. To say to put it out there say I want to make $100,000 this year is and maybe I'm just thinking negatively, setting myself up for failure, but I've thought about another way to articulate is like the journey to six figures. Or I'm like I'm trying to think of like a title in the I've I've written this email it's sitting in my draft so it's called like journey to six figures or I'm like my journey to a hundred thousand so that's kind of this is kind of that I'll, I'll say that this is kind of my goal or this is kind of like where I'm transitioning out of this this is what I want to do this is uh, 
money has been kind of a thing that has been secondary to me for a while in my business, and it's now something that I want to kind of put as a primary spot in my business because I think it's going to give my business legs. It's going to give my, not to say give my soul legs, but to kind of like, it's going to, it's the oxygen and the kind of validation and saying like, hey, the thing you were doing, you were doing it the right way. Or like people are giving you positive feedback in the form of paying you for this kind of product or this service. And that's my journey. That's where I want to go this year. I want to say, yeah, this is my, this is, if today is the first day of the year, this is my journey to six figures, whether it's a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars, but that is my goal. Whether I, whether or not I do it in the next twelve months or the next twenty four months or thirty six months, whatever that. But right now we are starting. If this is the first time you're watching this live stream, this is where I want to go. This is my journey to six figures, getting a hundred thousand dollars. So if I were to break that down, say a hundred thousand dollars in the year, how much do you have to do? What what's the math on that hundred thousand divided by? 12 months. So 8,300 8, per month. And this is how you like, when you kind of break things down into, nope. when you kind of start to break things down like this, you can start to see like, this is where you look at your value goals and your measurable goals and say, if I broke this down, this is my quarterly goal. I want to make, you know, or my yearly goals. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. All right, that means I have to at least per on average make per quarter $25,000 per quarter, which means I have to be on track every month of making at least $8,400, $8,500 per month, which breaks down to like two grand, a little over two grand per week. So that each week you track yourself, each week you keep tabs on what's been going with this measurable goal, and you start to at the end of the week, you track how much money you made. And at the end of the month, you track how much money you made. And that way you say, look, I made this much money per month. And because the problem with yearly review is, or only reviewing your shit once a year is that you, it's like, it's hard to see, you know, you were cooking, the best way to put it is when you're, if you're only doing an annual review, you are basically cooking or you are baking a cake with a fire and you're using the fire alarm as your cooking timer like if you hear the fire alarm going off that means it's already too late so this is that that's kind of how i want to break this down like your measurable goals you have to look at it from a quarterly basis so in three months in 90 days what is that what are we looking at what's in 90 days the end of march so april 1st thursday april 1st that is the start of quarter two you need to look at where you're at. You need to look at how am I doing with my tr- my habits? How am I doing tracking everything? How are we with our financial goals? How are we with our uh, customer acquisition? All that stuff. You have to start looking at it on a quarterly basis, monthly basis, so that you can keep ta- tabs on everything so that it's not co- comes as a surprise at the end of the year and say, oh, wow, the goal I had, wow, we weren't even close to reaching it because you're, you're able to make adjustments. This, this is the love-hate I have with quarterly reviews that, okay, every 90 days, you basically have a 90 day stretch to try to get something accomplished. And you can kind of feel like a failure if you don't hit it, hit it within those 90 days. But the 90 days, it kind of, again, it adds that time pressure, that squeeze that I got 90 days to perform. And I need to have something to show for it by the end of the 90 days. And if I don't, then, you know, I, you know, it, again, it's just that pressure, whether or not it's real or not, or there's actually a negative consequence to not achieving the goal. 
you have to have that time pressure. So at the end of the quarter, you can go, hmm, we are on track. We're not on track. Okay, we did this many live streams for YouTube. All right, well, now we need to do more. Or, hey, we need to divert. We need to change this. So I thought the emails were working here. Now we need to change it and do this strategy instead. That's what it all is. That's what it's all about with conducting this annual review and also in 90 days conducting a quarterly review, but also every single month conducting review. You, This is the first that you're going to be doing for 2020 and moving forward into 2021. And in one month, you're going to do a monthly review. And then three months, you're going to do a quarterly review. So you, there's a lot of reviewing to do. It takes some time, but this is how you focus on yourself. This is how you focus on your purpose. And this is how you kind of drill down, again, articulating the why. Why do I do this? Why am I here? What is the point of me doing this stuff? Articulate it, make it clear, and make it understandable to you. And do it every day and follow through and have a wonderful new year. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed this live stream. My name is Jordan Anderson, and I'll see you on the next one. Oh, and the next one, if today's Friday, that means we're going to be live streaming on Monday at 9 o'clock. If, if I don't put up the schedule stream, just note that it's going to be at 9 o'clock. Sometimes I'll put it up at 8 p.m. Sometimes I'll put it up at 8 a.m., but we're going to be live streaming Monday, Wednesday. We, Jordan, it's just you this year. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 p.m. So far, we're solid. So far, we're staying consistent. So every time you kind of finish dinner, you've got the dishes put away, and you got uh, got some time on the couch, open up that YouTube app on your Apple TV like I do, scroll over to your live stream, Jordan Anderson, and I'll be there at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for watching, guys. My name is Jordan Anderson, and I'll see you on the next one.